Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 89 of Cephalon Squared. We're getting so close to episode 100. Look at us go. My name's Cephalon Greg. I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. Look at you go. Look at you. Here I go. Look at him. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can see me all visually. Yep. Not really. <laughs> I, I can visualize you in my head. It's fabulous. Feel, feel me through the weave. Mm-hmm. Through the yep. weave, indeed. Through indeed. the weave. <laughs> but has the weather been treating you up north? Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. It's been a bit weird, as per normal, you know, Australia, weird weather, it's fine. <laughs> Here in Ipswich today, it is 24 degrees Celsius with a 65% humidity, so I'm not sure if I'm hot or I'm cold, but yeah, it's 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 the weather. Yeah, that's 75 degrees Fahrenheit for you crazy people out there. Um, it's, it's interesting because last week I was talking about how it's been cold in Melbourne and ha 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 ha, it's like you flick a switch, blah, blah, blah. And today it's 28 degrees Celsius, 83 degrees Fahrenheit and 37% humidity. So it's a bit sort of soggy and sweaty down here. Yeah, in Melbourne town. So we've we've flipped roles for this week. Yeah. <laughs> that's Australia. But then again, Australia. Melbourne. We like to have four seasons in one day. Well, that's what they say. We really just have two, cold or hot. <laughs> anyway, there's no in between. There ain't no in between. Well, there's sometimes an in between. It's just yeah, it's weather. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what'd you get up to in Warframe or video games this week, young Lucas? Well, Mr. Greg, this week in video games, I, of course, have been up to Scarlet Spear. You have? And how many? How, how much have you played? A significant amount. I haven't I haven't got uh, all the points yet, but uh, I've got a few of the items already purchased. I um, can show off the the clan sigil as on my Warframe's uh, attire, so that's glorious and i can rock it out in the new simulacrum which is freaking gorgeous um and i decided to take the hologram of the murex and turn it into a chandelier on my uh orbiter (laughs) that's an interesting idea i like it so you can actually attach it to the ceiling you can (laughs) so yes got a few decorations got a few items and i'm still going strong Mm, very nice. Well, I I did play it that one time with yourself and the guys. Um, we spent a couple of hours playing it from memory. Yep. Uh, which was pretty good. I only got maybe about 3,000 credits in total, include the, including the amount that I got via inbox, uh, which is still pretty good. It means I can buy the... the not glyph. The sigil. Emblem. Sigil. There's sigil. a word. Stupid words. <laughs> <clears throat> and I did a beginner topic on that a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I can buy that, so that'll be cool, but I definitely need to smash on into it a fair bit more, and I'm hoping to uh, to jump in with you on the stream when we do it later tonight to do exactly Indeed. that. Indeed. Smash, smash, smash. We will talk more about Scarlet Spear a little bit later, but surprisingly, or unsurprisingly, no, surprisingly, I did play more Warframe just on my lonesome last night. 
I probably played about two hours just leveling stuff. Just because I realized, God, I am so, my <laughs> you freaking really PC save that. account is so you should, bad. You should have saved that for today. I should have. I really should have. <laughs> I bought an affinity booster, so that's all right. That's going to be helping me out when I'm playing tonight. Um, yeah, so, yay. Yay. Leveling. Plus, I played Doom. Plus, I played Animal Crossing, both of which are amazing games. That's Doom Eternal I'm talking about, not just Animal Crossing. Both are friggin' amazing, and you should play them both. And I also played One Piece Pirate Warriors, that which I'm doing for a review. It's all right. It's number it's four right. in a series. Mm-hmm. So I've been pretty busy this week, but I am sort of stuck at home, so it gives me extra time to do stuff. Yay. quarantine productive week of quarantine yeah although work has been incredibly busy being in um in cybersecurity, everybody is looking at security solutions so that their employees can work from home and it has been a nutty couple of weeks damn so yes but anyway that's enough complaining let's talk about (laughs) the news shall we yay okay let's do that so I'll do the first one because um, I've already got it prepared. <laughs> so the working from home stream timetable slightly changed for the quarantine period. Uh, now this is all, of course, uh, London, Ontario time, but uh, well, it's got Eastern time actually. Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Tuesdays will be at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern time and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. This is just so that each of the individual people who needs to do those streams can fit it into their regular uh, time frames, etc. So, yeah, you're not going to miss out. There'll still be giveaways and all that jazz uh, as nice. per regular streams, but they'll just be a little bit different. Nicely, nicely. Oh, next up, we have Titania Prime Access coming on March 31st. So that is going to be awesome. Get your hands on the pretty little sparkly pixie lady frame herself. And she will be, of course, coming with the Corinth Prime and the Pangolin Prime. Um, yes. So awesomeness all ahead. I forgot about the Pangolin Prime. I'm interested. I'm so excited. So excited. We, we, we need another Prime single-handed sword. We do. We do. We absolutely because the only do. one, the only one available right now is not even available. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. All right. The uh, no clip, no clip. If you know who they are, they are an ex video game journalist who went off and started his own thing doing video game journalism, but doing long form videos is basically what he does. He's He did a video, a long video on Warframe a while back. He did a fantastic one on Doom a few years ago. Um, No Clips documentaries, which is really what they are, are absolutely fantastic. And you should absolutely subscribe to their channel on YouTube. Anyway, they did a follow-up interview with Reb Ford this week on their latest podcast, which is also on YouTube. I encourage you to go and check it out. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it'll be fantastic because it just generally is. Yay. That's awesome. Okay, so one of the things we'll be discussing today is, of course, the home dev stream that was uh, shown earlier uh, this weekend. Um, So, yeah, that was a thing, and this will continue to be a thing for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. sadly. Possibly a long time. We shall see. Hmm. All right. Um, I don't. I know I'm not going to say this right, which is probably why you didn't skip it. 
thought you were going <laughs> to skip the home dev stream thing. Layu or Layao or Lay whatever technologies, the owners of Digital Stream Extremes and thus Warframe presented their financial update this week. Uh, as part of that, they did talk about Warframe player numbers increased significantly to the tune of about 20%, I think it was. So the number of registered losers is now 57.5 million. If you're offended at the fact I just called you uh, a registered loser, then you did not watch the mistake that Reb Ford made on stage several years ago. It is an in-joke, and if you don't know, I'm surprised. Shock and awe. Indeed. However, on the flip side, revenue did decrease. Now, I have read a couple of articles about it, and they're not concerned. Basically, they said, look, there's a lot more competition now. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, and there was some new stuff that was added to the game that wasn't necessarily taken as well as they were hoping it would be taken last year. So they just basically took it all with their stride and said, still a very profitable game, uh, but not as profitable as it should have been considering the 20% increase in player numbers. Anyway, the main info that did come out of that and the main reason I wanted to bring it up is it was announced there that Warframe will, of course, be released on PS5 and Xbox Series X. No more information about what that will look like as yet, but interesting to note. Woo! Yeah! That's awesome. Continue framing wars. Continue framing wars. That's great. I like that. Okay, now that that news is out of the way... Let's jump into Cephalon Square news, and we have some plans in the works. Some exciting plans. So watch this space and watch our uh, social media outlets, and uh, you'll see what uh, what gets announced. <laughs> this is above and beyond the um, prizes that we give away fairly regularly. Uh, this is something new and special, and uh, a suggestion from... Uh, uh, contributor to the show so we will announce more as it comes to fruition exciting exciting excited all right as lucas mentioned the home dev stream was this morning it was extremely different to usual as you will note when we're talking about it a little bit shorter well it wasn't shorter it was it went for an hour it was the same length as all the others but it, it covered fewer topics because it was not really organized. It was just a discussion between Reb Ford and Steve. So instead of just doing that and making it a shorter episode, we decided to do two discussions today because we need to talk about Scarlet's Beer. Uh, so we are going to forego the beginner and advanced topics. Uh, so we hope that is okay by you. Let's crack on into home dev stream. What do you think, Lucas? Yeah? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's smash it out. I'm excited. Woo. Woo. Okay, the first thing's pretty straightforward. We're unsure when the streams will return to normal, but they will do, do their best to maintain the home streams, as I mentioned in the news. Yay! Yay! Uh, next up, the final seven-year celebratory rewards ending this week. So, yay for Warframe, and of course, by the time of listening to this, the rewards are already gone, but they were, of course, the uh, Dex Excalibur Glyph. Glyph and the Lissette Dex skin. skin. Yep. Yeah, I think it's called Excalibur in Motion or whatever those little cartoony glyphs are. They're cute. Yeah. Yeah, they are. All right. Another little interesting thing I found was that there have been five hotfixes since the release of Scarlet Spear, and that was only five days ago. So there's been five <laughs> main hotfixes, and let's face it, 
as will be discussed a lot as part of this dev stream, it needed it. Yeah. Yes, yes. So next up, main complaints from people are bugs and scoring problems. Scores are being doubled as a fix and... Of course, bugs are being worked on on a regular by DE. Um, you've got to understand that there's a lot of issues at the moment with their um, having to work from home and whatnot. So be patient, people. Yeah, they're doing the best they can. The other, and, and this is really where a lot of the problems come from, another of the main issues is scaling. So they did know that there would be a lot of players playing it, but it was hard for them to test how having that many concurrent instances of the Murex going, or the Flotilla really, at the same time, they, they weren't able to really test what that would look like once everything went live. So that has also had an impact on, and probably is part, part of the cause behind some of the bugs and problems that the game is having. But that's also one of the reasons why they have been planning to increase the test cluster, which I think we talked about last dev stream or maybe the one beforehand. Uh, so, yeah, more testing means more ability to be on top of these things before they happen. Yes, yes. And that was something we have discussed uh, earlier on this year, indeed. Uh, next up, Scarlet Credits and pricing of Arcanes. DE is aware of the issues here, and they will look to fix this once the scoring problems have been resolved. Uh, once it's working properly, which the latest hot fix should have done, they will look at pricing and tuning during the week. And once all that tuning and whatnot is done, we can possibly expect to see more Arcanes added to the store. Indeed. So, did you play today? I did play today. Did it seem like it was fixed? It seemed better. better. Yeah. Seems okay. like it's there in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah, so they said they knew what was causing the problem and they did say they fixed it today. So they are expecting to be able to fix the pricing and everything this week. So I think that's really important because that's what a lot of people are complaining about. How the hell do we buy all the things we want when it takes so long to grind? Nobody wants more, that. More, more, on that. more on that later because that will come into our opinions on it. But um, yeah. Yes, possibly. Well, yes. <laughs> anyway, Squad Link versus Op Oplink. So when it was first shown off at Tenocon, uh, it was called Squad Link, and it looked really, really different to what eventually was released as Oplink as part of this operation. So, of course, the reason they changed the name is because it's not the same thing. It is an Operation Link. It's not the Squad Link that they showed off, so it is still something that they're holding in their pockets. But basically, Squad Link was one-to-one. -one. You had fish team down on earth and you had the space team up in space and they were directly connected and what fish team was doing was directly connect uh directly affecting the space team now the same thing's happening except it's all collective it's many ground teams to many space teams so you're not helping any one person in particular you're helping all of the space teams so when you get a kill code on from the ground you upload it to whoever's next in line to get a kill, a kill code. And that's basically the way it's working at the moment. Now, Steve did talk about why this is the case. They came across a bunch of issues with the one-to-one -one plan. And the example he, he made was, okay, well, what if space team is flying around and fish team is, is helping them, and then fish team decides they're going to piss off to the shops instead of continuing that it means that the space team who was already in a mission now gets booted out into matchmaking again to see how they can figure out 
you know, to find someone else who's at that exact same point who can support them. And that's where it starts to get a little too hard. Some may say that, okay, put really severe punishments for leaving in. Fair enough. But what if someone's connection just gets cut? Should they be punished for losing their connection? And people's connections drop out all the time. So it's obviously going to be an issue and they just think it's not something they they can easily overcome. So it looks like Squad Link, as it was originally shown off, may not ever, in inverted commas, be a thing. They just found it to be too fragile. It is still a possibility. It is still something that they have built and got working within the game, but it is probably unlikely based on the issues and the many-to-many system is something that will probably happen moving forward. But they did talk about other things, and we'll get to that later. Indeed. Okay, so next up, the team, as we've discussed before, will be looking to improve and balance, and then we'll add more arcanes. After that, they will then look to release Deadlock Protocol, which, as they have stated, will be a more traditional release. So that one should have a hell of a lot less uh, bumps and bruises when that one is released for us. Yeah, so this one they referred to as experimental, and that's why there's they're tripping over a little bit. I, I think I think there have been the last few releases have been experimental. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And again, we will get to that a little further because there's more notes about that topic later. Back on the Oplink thing, DE is planning smaller scale Oplink mission types or operations, whatever they may be. They also discussed specifically a linked survival mission. Now, I really like this idea, uh, especially when you start a survival mission and you hear a lone tenno is doing whatever the hell the lone tenno is doing. It would be nice to be that lone tenno somewhere else that the survival team is supporting uh, while you're doing your spy mission or whatever the case may be. So possibly having a linked survival mission where... One team's efforts affect another team. That sounds cool. But exactly what that'll look like, they're not really sure. And because of the issues they've got at the moment, Steve did not really seem too certain as to the future of Scarlet Spear. It may end up being a once-off operation, so it may not repeat. They didn't mention where any of the special rewards, such as the weapons and the glyphs or anything like that, might be given away if it is a once-off. So I guess that's still up in the air. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll have to see on that one, and we'll get back to you when we know more information on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now next big one. Status of the command intrinsic. It is still being worked on. It, it's still there. They're, it's not being forgotten. Uh, they don't want to share too much about it at the moment to avoid overhypage. Now, that's um, that's understandable. I yeah, not really much more that can be said about that. Yeah, I think they've um, they've burned themselves in the past by overhyping certain things that didn't turn out the way they had originally presented them. <coughs> Empyrean. <coughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And don't get me wrong, Empyrean is good, but it's not what anyone was expecting, what everyone was expecting. So That's true. It'll improve. It'll get there. It'll get there. They'll do it. They'll do, do it. the thing. I have faith. All right. The status of Nightwave. Glassmaker, <laughs> of course, is <laughs> Series 3. And because Steve decided he wanted to add 
an interactive component to it, it makes the whole thing a lot more complex, which led to feature creep and all sorts of things and stretched out development time. In addition, the team is actually split internally as to whether or not they think it was a good idea to add, it, add the interactive component. So only time will tell. Steve is hoping it will be released soon and it's not based on Gara or Ergo Glast. So all of those ideas that people had were wrong, but Steve did say that there are hints into the, in the game as to what it is linking to. So that's interesting. It is planned Ooh. to be the very next release before Deadlock Protocol. Cool. I like it. Yep. Excitement. Much excitement. So that will, yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that on a future episode, of course, clearly, as you can probably <laughs> gather already. Yes. Um, all right. Console release is slightly delayed by working from home. Uh, so there have been some challenges and workflow issues for the team. That is all understandable. Also, there needs to be a finish in the balancing for the PC stuff before they finalize the console build. So Pete console folks, hold on tight. It's, it's going to be a little bit, um, just bear with DE and have some patience and don't scream at them if they don't give it to you when you want it. Um, yeah. But this, these are trying times in the world and everyone's feeling it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Plus the way, um, Scarlet Spear was released did frustrate a lot of people. So it's best for you to wait until there's a perfect build of it and you'll be happy. Okay. They also touched on the challenge of the game, how difficult it is. And one idea that Scott in particular has is a kind of prestige for the solar map. So once you've actually finished and gone through everything, you can level up the solar map, which increases the enemy levels overall across everything. Uh, they don't know if this is exactly what they will do, but the plan is of course, to provide players with more challenge without having to do lengthy, endless missions to get there. I like this because I'm not really a fan of really long, endless missions. I know there's plenty of people out there that pride themselves on being able to stay two hours, three hours plus in Mott. Good for you. I'd rather go straight to Mott and have it be difficult right off the start. I don't even like 30-minute survivals. When we had to do that 60-minute friggin' survival for Nightwave, it was a nightmare just because of the time. It's so tedious. <laughs> but anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh. Yeah, that, that's actually a good idea. I hope if that's the case, they make it so you can um, turn it on and off. Mm. Yes, switch between the two level locks, modes, whatever. Just um, give you the ability to choose a difficult, a more difficult level if you're yeah. a higher level. Yeah, that, that'd be good. All right, next one. Railjack expansions will be discussed in a future home dev stream. <laughs> <laughs> That was an easy one. <laughs> uh, and another pretty simple one is that the goal for 2020 is to improve the bugs, etc., and build on the existing game as opposed to innovating further because that sort of tripped them up last year. Yes. Which, that is good. I think a lot of people uh, need, uh, are wanting DE to focus more on their fixes than new content and whatnot. Uh, but keeping in mind, this is the year of the new war, so there still will be new things dropped. Yeah, they, what they meant is, I think, just do more traditional things, just basic storyline updates, build on Railjack, build on things like that, rather than try and build a new Railjack. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether or not that means 
that delayed to the very paradox? I don't know, because that seemed like a big innovation, but who knows? I think that will be a, that will be definitely um, held yeah. back a bit. Yep. Anyways. Moving on, Steve showed off Warframe running on DirectX 12, which looked freaking awesome and definitely, definitely had some bugs, but looked so freaking cool. Yeah, just one or two major, major bugs. <laughs> yeah, like ground slamming with freaking thermal vision, like the thermal <laughs> colors. That was, that was cool, actually. It was I like, like the Predator. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da. It was cool. It did look cool, and it sort of faded away. I liked it. Yeah. And then stretchy man. And the stretchy guy out the <laughs> back there. The stretchy naked Nick. <laughs> he existed. <laughs> of course, because of all these issues that we have discussed, there is a strong possibility that Scarlet Spear will be extended slightly due to the issues. So don't stress if you are annoyed that you didn't play because there were so many problems. Yeah. And there's there's plenty of time to, to get all the rewards. But, uh, more on that shortly. Uh, next up, plan is to release the next Tenogen round on PC this week. Woo! So there you go. Yes, if you've been waiting for it, that was something that was announced. <laughs> something was actually announced. <laughs> uh, and the last thing was the plans for next dev stream. It was initially planned, of course, for two weeks from now, which would make it April 10 in uh, Canada. But turns out that's a holiday. So the date is likely to change, whether or not it's earlier or later, who knows? Keep an eye, watch this space, all that kind of jazz, yeah. Yeah. Good funds. So that was the dev stream. That was the dev stream. There was a lot of other stuff they talked about, lots of little bits and pieces that I just couldn't be asked taking notes for, because they were either things they've talked about many times before, or they just didn't have much to say about it. Yeah. So I just didn't didn't take the notes. So if you're, if you watched it and you're thinking, why didn't those guys talk about that? That's probably the reason. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> probably. All right. So Scarlet Spear. Scarlet Spear. But before you do go into it, I do want to say, let's try to ignore the bugs and keeping in mind that the way, well, Scarlet credits should have already changed as of this morning. But keeping in mind that the pricing of Arcanes may change. Okay. Yep. All right. Go. You start. All right. All right. I'll start. Okay. So my initial thoughts, I fucking love it. That was pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> um, it is, it's not quite the horde mode I, I've been hoping for, but it is pretty damn close, especially if you are doing the Earth side missions. Um, there are a lot of enemies, there are a lot of, like, fog of war effects going on. I probably don't make it any easier because I always take my Brahma with me, so many more explosions and flashes and bangs, and yeah, it's it's great, it's good fun, I'm, I'm freaking loving it. Enemy design is really, really good with this, uh, with this update. And then you have that damn bird. <laughs> that damn bird. Now, don't get me wrong. I like this enemy. I, I really like this enemy because it infuriates the living shit out of me. <laughs> so if you have not yet enc uh, encountered one of these things, they are the new sentient, uh, Errolist? Errolist or something? Errolist, yeah. Bird-looking sentients. And the way they work is they have this belt of vials 
containing some form of weird energy on it. And as long as those vials exist, the bird is immortal. So you need to destroy the vials to destroy the bird. The problem is, once the vials are destroyed, you have a, like, three-second window to actually kill the bird, otherwise it will respawn those vials and be immortal again. And I know what you're thinking, oh, just hit it with something explodey so you can take out all the vials at once. No. Because splash damage does not affect these vials. You need precision shots to destroy these vials to make the bird vulnerable to kill said bird. It is a freaking pain in the ass. If you have a good squad, they're nothing. But if you're by yourself shooting a Brahma, it becomes very, very painful. Good job, DE, for making it an, en an enemy typing that I actually physically hate to see. <laughs> I haven't played it as much as you, so I can't really comment. I don't, I haven't felt that way about them. I found it fairly easy to take out the vials with my fullman. But again, that's a shotgun, so you don't need to aim too, too well. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I did discover that uh, using my Redeemer Prime, it was much easier to take out, but uh, <laughs> they're still painful. They're still very, very painful. Others did tell us that uh, using the operator uh, was effective, yep. especially amps, yes. if you use the amp that has the big single like shotgun-like wave. That one is effective against this thing. So keep that in mind. That might help, but- yeah, it's an interesting addition. In regards to the whole thing as a whole, I agree. I find it really fun, especially the Earth missions. And mm, it's because yes. of the Chondrix. The Chondrix is a really interesting fight. That's very interesting. Very unique. Yeah. Um, he's. I mean, I'm on PC, I'm not a massive advanced player. I'm only Mastery Rank 11, and most of the stuff I have is fairly mid-level or middling. I don't have a lot of the mods, so I'm still not hitting as hard as I would if I was playing on PS4, but I did find it fairly challenging to actually take or do damage to the Chondrix once it does sort of open up its little eye thing. So that, I found that really, really good. I didn't find it overly difficult, so it wasn't killing me constantly or anything like that. It's just an enjoyable fight that you can keep going and going and going. It is not endless, even though D said it was endless. Um, I believe you can only yes, do it for it a total caps of out 17. At 17, yeah. yeah. 17 and it caps out. But by the time you hit 17, its level has scaled up significantly. Yeah. I think by the time you hit about uh, 10, you're hitting around about level 110s, 120s. Um, so it does scale up pretty damn high, pretty damn quickly. So I do like, I like that. I like the idea that the, these are not endless, but if you want to get the best, the best results of it, you have to go all the way through to the end, get all 17 done. But by the time you reach that 17, the difficulty has skyrocketed. And I like that. Let's give everyone a quick overview of what it is. So if you're on PC, you've probably played it, but if you haven't, here you go. If you're on console and, and you're wondering how it works, we'll let you know. We won't give you any spoilers as to story stuff, but basically each flotilla, as they call it, is a single instance. And what you're looking to do within that flotilla is everybody in there is working together to push the Murex back. And you need to destroy, in inverted commas, or push back, a hundred 
murexes in order to be able to do that. So if you're in the railjack, you're flying around looking for murexes in inverted commas, and you're going to get in there, deploy your uplink, and you're waiting for people down on earth to send you kill codes. Once you've received nine kill codes, you'll push the murex back, you go back to your ship, you look for another murex. Also semi-endless. So you keep doing that, you keep pushing back murexes on earth, you're down there, you're fighting the Chondrix, who's going to release a whole bunch of sentience on you. You need to take it out, stun it, so that you can put down your uplinks and send kill codes up into space while it is not blocking you, basically. And while that happens, the sentient aren't attacking you, so the Grenier attack you instead. And then... Once you've uploaded your kill code, you will have defeated the Chondrix and it will move on to another location, rinse and repeat. So it's not a complex system. It's actually just repeating the same thing over and over again. It's part defense, part extermination kind of. Uh, but Exterminate, assassinate, defend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. What I did find, and I don't know if you'll agree with me, Lucas, do you think they've made sentience slightly easier to kill? Oh, e- definitely. Definitely. They have quite easily dropped the difficulty in uh, the base sentience. Now, as it does scale up, it does start. they do start to feel like the normal sentient selves again. Um, but when you're comparing the, the, the starting sentience of uh, you know, around level 30, to the first sentience you actually have to fight in the story mode um, around yeah, Neptune uh, for the second dream. Second dream? Yeah, second mm. dream. Um, though Those sentients are infinitely more difficult to deal with. Yeah, and even the ones on Lua. Yes. I was thinking that that, that it was going to be that kind of struggle, but I was like, oh, these guys are dead already. Mm. They still take time. They're not as easy to kill as a Grenier or a Corpus, but nowhere near as as difficult as they used to be. I, I remember the first time I came up against a Sentient. Actually, I remember when I was trying to unlock the, is it Pluto to Eris Junction? Uh, and you need yes. 10, I think you need 10 Sentient kills. I don't know. It's been so long since I did that junction. It's, it's either Eris or Sedna, one or yeah, the other. It's Pluto yeah. to somewhere. And you need to get 10 sentient kills. I remember I was dreading it because I thought about how long it was going to take me to get 10 sentient kills. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, now, if you do need to do that for your junction, just head on over to the Murex. <laughs> yeah. Or even the Plains of Eidolon yeah, take of out the uh, yeah. Vomvolus. Yeah. Vomvolus will count. This actually brings up an interesting point. The enemy designs, going going back to the enemy designs. So when we first encounter your, your very first proper sentient you have to fight, it's a nightmare. You think, holy crap, the- I'm glad there's only like two of these things because these things are broken. <laughs> and it's fine. You get through them, you, you move on, you get through the story a bit more, and then you're introduced to the mimics. Mm. So you first had the battleists and, and the conquerors, and they were like, they were, they were pretty much on par with each, with each other. But then they introduced the mimics, and the mimics were, again, another step up, so much more difficult than the first two introduced, and it was a nightmare. Then they introduced a whole menagerie of different sentience with the uh, with the uh, hidden um, in the veil with the railjack system, and honestly, I thought those those were all kind of chills, pretty mellowed out. They kind of mellowed out their designs, 
And now we go into the Murex and and, and con, uh, Conduits. Con, Condrix. Condrix. Condrix, yes. Yeah. And they're uh, birds. And again, we've returned to the stage of Nightmare. Nightmare freaking sentient builds and... I'm like I like that. I like the fact that every time they introduce a new sentient, it's kind of like the next st- step up in painful enemy design. It's <laughs> a good way of putting it. I I I really like it because they're just throwing lots of of the lower tiers at us as well. Yeah. So those lower tiers that they've made easier, they're just throwing heaps of them. At us, so it's going to feel much more like a war. But they're also in- introducing some of these more pain in the ass sentience. As and there's that one that's got a shield and a sword or whatever it is on uh, when you're doing the Murex battle. That one's also not as tough or as annoying as the Aerolist, but that one also is is a little bit annoying. Let's talk about the Murex for a sec. So when you put your up uplinks down, even on Earth, also up in space, you've got to protect them. From being attacked, obviously, because they take damage and the damage carries over. So when you go to the next Murex or the next Chondrix, any damage that you took in the first battle will stay, will still apply to your uplink. Keep in mind that rejuvenation will give life back to your uplink. However, down on Earth, it's I don't find it too difficult to protect your uplink. But up in space, when you're getting swamped by some of those sentient uh, enemies, it can be a real pain in the ass. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I definitely agree there. Can they, I mean, I, I, the scaling in, in space is a lot quicker as well. Yeah. So your first, your first Murex, uh, will be around about the level 30 mark. But by the time you're ending the first Murex, the enemies that are coming at you are around about the level 40 to 50 mark. Mm. So they're a lot higher level. Once you've done, once you're you're heading towards the end of your first Murex, by the time you're going into your second Murex, you're jumping from fifty to maybe ninety, and then to your third one beyond a hundred. It's yeah, the scaling is a lot quicker in the Railjack side of things. Yeah, which also goes into show that by doing the Railjack side of things, you get more reward for uh, for completion. It's it's quicker scaling for difficulty, so more reward um, in the long run. Yep. And if you do stay in your flotilla until you get 100 and you push it all back, you do get a bonus of Scarlet Credits as well. So, without focusing too much on the Scarlet Credit rewards, because we know it was broken, and that's one of the reasons I stopped playing it, to be honest, because I played for like two hours and I had 1,500 credits, and I thought that's just a freaking... Way too much of a grind. Let's discuss the rewards. What are your thoughts on the rewards? I... Hmm. Hmm. You mean the purchasable rewards or like the... The ones you get with the Scarlet Credits. Yeah, okay. Um. Well, I really cannot wait for more of the Arcanes to be added, that's for sure. Um. As far as decorations go, that's, they're, they're all right. The decorations are cool. They look pretty. But looking at the stuff that's more uh, used, more gameplay-wise, the weapons, from what I've seen, I haven't actually got my hands on either weapon yet, but what I've seen, the Lacera is amazing, and the Basmu is questionable. Oh, really? 
V- yeah, very, very questionable. In what way? It's it's very gimmicky. <laughs> Put that straight out there. It's very gimmicky. It's good for um, status spreading. Its secondary fire allows you to basically do like a chain lightning thing and spread status like there's no tomorrow. Its damage is very, very, very much in the lacking. Oh, so that's kind of depressing. It's disappointing. However, the gimmick for it comes from the reload. When you it's it's a recha- it's a rechargeable weapon, so it once you've emptied the clip, it charges itself back up. There's no ammo needed to swap out or whatnot. So once the uh, once the clip is empty and you start the recharging process, you have about a three-second window of siphoning health from nearby enemies to replenish your own health. That's cool. Five seconds. About three seconds. Three seconds. About three seconds. Yeah, about two or three seconds. It's it's a sh- it's a short duration, and increasing your reload. Uh, no, sorry, decreasing your reload. Reload stat does not actually. Uh, affect this uh, duration it's stock standard duration for this unfortunately so you can't you can't spread it out a bit longer so that's kind of crap but i mean that's for a gimmick that's kind of cool you know siphoning hp from from your enemies to uh heal yourself up with a very heavily status gun that's kind of cool um five seconds is a long time too five seconds is a long time but it's only about two or three. Oh. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very gimmicky. Hmm. Yeah. Mildly yeah. Is disappointing. Yeah. Apart from that, visual stuff, the simulacrum looks amazing. I mean, it's a simulacrum just like the other one, but you can't fall off this one, so it's enclosed. And it looks pretty. What's more to really say? Like, like I, I don't... I still do not see a point in the... The new former, yeah. the new uh, we- melee stance weapon former. stance former. Yeah. I I th- I see that as an absolute waste of time. Uh, the only weapon that it would be viable for is the dark split sword, and even then, you only need one. So it's not going to really take you that long to to farm enough credits to get one of those. Yeah, mm. and the arcanes, of course. Oh, yeah, the Arcanes, um, of course. So, all in all, I'd say rewards are pretty pretty all right. <laughs> pretty all they're, right. They're, 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 they're above average. I mainly do these operations to get the personal little trophies. Yep. So, I'll, I definitely want to get the Murex one and the Earth one. The Earth one's a little bit shit, but whatever. I'll definitely get both of those. I'll get the Sigil. I remembered. Yay! The uh, the sigils are actually kind of disappointing. Yeah, still got to get it though. Yeah, uh, especially um, the two that supposedly look better. The plain one looks. Yeah, the, the first best. one and the second one. The third one is just way Blurry. too. Yeah, it's it's too much. It's weird. I got myself the second one. I'm looking at it on on my frames, and I'm like, I can't even make out the C two logo. Oh, wow. <laughs> interesting. So that's that's kind of disappointing. Very interesting. That's an announcement we didn't make in the um, news. Oh, that's that's right. Shit. Hey, folks. We got our Glyphon game. Yay. <laughs> so it is coming with Scarlet Spear to all platforms. So it's already out on PC. Uh, we will be thinking about how to give that away because I haven't got a clue. 
Um, <laughs> I think I think there will be giveaways in that thing that we were discussing before about the oh, there'll definitely the plans be plans in works. Be in lots of <laughs> yeah, so there'll be lots lots of different giveaways that I've just got to figure out how to do it, and yeah, it will be coming to consoles as of. Uh, whenever Scarlet Spear is released on consoles. So keep an eye out for it. If you are a member of our patronage, so if you are operator or higher level patron, then you will be given a glyph code, of course, because it'll be basically added, uh, an added reward as, as for being a patron. Yeah, so our glyph is in the game. Yeah! Yeah! And it looks spectacular. Fantabulous. Yes, in Dubidi. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back on topic. Yes. <laughs> we got distracted um, so yeah. by sexy glyphs. Rewards are, are nice. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how interested I am in the weapons, now, especially now that you said that other one was a a bit dull. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it, it, look, it looks pretty. It I, I say it does have a place in game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not a damage-dealing place definitely maybe more crowd control and just status setting for uh i i would actually say put it on put it on a melee build uh, a full full-on melee build status proc your enemies up with that and then clean them up with the melee fair enough yeah did you jump into nova to see to check out her deluxe skin i have seen nova's deluxe skin i do not actually have nova myself so <laughs> i've not not picked up uh that makes sense i then. don't i don't have nova on my pc account i know i'm being slack mm-hmm. get off my back mom sorry <laughs> oh wait i'm not your mom <laughs> what did you think of it the person you saw it on i think it looks freaking awesome okay I and I, I'm really a big fan of that uh, that uh, sniper rifle skin too. Oh, mm. interesting. Very nice. Very nice. I like nice and, things. And? And Nova's uh, Laverian entry. Ah, oh, yes. Wow. I went into it, but uh, I was talking to you guys, so I dropped out. Wow. I still have to check it out. It's good, is it? It's it's good. It's good. I, I wouldn't say it's Ivara level good, but it's still good. Excellent. Excellent. I couldn't find a Prex card. Kiwi told me where it was, but I don't know. I couldn't find it. Do you have Nova on your PC account? No. That's probably why. That's why you can't find it. As it turns out, okay, here's a little bonus tip for folks. Pax ca- uh, Prex. Pre- ple- plex- plex cards. Prex, plex, plex cards. Plex. Uh, plex cards in the Lavarian can only be found if you have mastered some form of that frame, whether it be the normal or the prime. If you do not own the frame or have or do own the frame and have not got it to 30 then you will not be able to find the plex card that makes sentence yep yep perfect perfect sentence so that was the thing i learned me too just now (laughs) yay all right anything else to say about scarlet spear it's awesome i'm having a blast of a time and it's the closest thing to my horde mode idea that we've actually seen well kind of the closest thing are you happy with the amount of scarlet credits you've, you've been getting to date let's touch on it i'm about 50 50 okay i'm about 50 50 the fact that i don't have the full amount yet makes me keep playing scarlet spear and i'm freaking enjoying it so it makes me want to keep playing the thing i enjoy fair enough oh and last question yeah. what do you like more ground on your ex ground ground Definitely ground. Ground. Yeah. <laughs> 100% ground. 
Yeah. I agree. Although I do like the Murex stuff. This, okay, here. This is what pisses me off about the Murex. Only two people, or three if you really want to, can go into the Murex. Someone has to stay on mm. the railjack. Okay, then. Stop airing. It has been discovered. It has been discovered. You can hide your railjack in the frickin' front of the Murex, <laughs> just like you can prior, and then everyone can go and- uh, Oh, jump good. on the Murex. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Until they patch that out. Well, hopefully they won't. Until they patch that out, yeah. Actually, one more thing I want to touch on with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are So, there are actually four terminals you can interact with in the uh, flotilla. flotilla. One will get you into your space mission. One will get you to your Earth mission. Then you got two in between. Now, the one that's closer to the space mission one, that will allow you to send support to uh, your space friends in their missions and whatnot. And the one closer to the Earth side, that will allow you to send support to your Earth friends and and, friends. and whatnot down there. Now these cost seventy five thousand credits, gr- uh, actual credit credits, not not scarlet credits. scarlet credits. The Yay! credit credits they changed that. They did change that, and I've been doing it a lot because I'm I'm super friendly and I and have a lot of credit credits. to bend. Eh, I got a lot of credit to burn, so I'm just like, you can get some help, and you get some help, and everybody gets some help. Everyone loves their, their friendly le- neighborhood Lucas. Yeah, and also I like just seeing like people's um, uh, Warframe uh, pop-ups on the side going, oh, thank you very much for your assistance. You get to really see some interesting fashion frames. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so that's uh, our thoughts on Scarlet Spear. Quite like it. It's a bit of fun. It has its problems, but doesn't everything. Life's all right. Deal with it. Yeah. Move on. Positive reinforcement, people. Positive <laughs> reinforcement. Anyway, moving on. So as we discussed, uh, you know, it's already uh, an hour into the show, so we are skipping beginner and advanced topics, but we do have still a fair bit of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So coming up first, where are we, Lucas? Community call out. That was beautiful. This week we have a cookie. And this was a wonderful cookie, well-deserved. I gave it away in the Discord this week to a Discordian named VR. It's possibly a pirate VR. VR! (laughs) And this particular person is a Humble Bundle subscriber. And they have a bunch of games that they aren't necessarily going to play. A bunch of codes. And they said, now that everyone's stuck at home, I'm happy to give away some codes. So if you want a, a game, let me know and I'll give it to you. And now that is just some fantastic community spirit sharing and, uh, you know, sharing is caring. There are plenty of us out there that are now stuck at home. And as much as we love Warframe, we can't play it all the time. So maybe we get bored sometimes and just want to do something else. So VR, you are a champion or a championette, still a champion either way. And we really appreciate that uh, for the community. Enjoy your cookie. Enjoy. It is tasty. Tasty cookie. We're good chefs. Reviews update. This is an easy one. We didn't get any this week. I'm not crying. (laughs) Lucas is crying. (laughs) See? So we are still at 114. And that means that this review that Lucas is about to read out is the last one we have in the backlog. iTunes, US, Danathan, I want to give it five stars, but five stars. Oops, 
I thought I'd written a review a long time ago. My bad. So this is a great podcast. This is the best Warframe podcast. In fact, I would venture to say that DE should just go ahead and designate this as the official Warframe podcast. The hosts are entertaining, extremely knowledgeable, and severely Australian. I learn something new in every episode. Also, the Discord is awesome. If you're tired of playing Warframe by yourself, switch out of solo mode and join the C2 Discord. There's just one major problem with this podcast. Be warned, the hosts are prone to singing. Therefore, I can only give it a 4.9999. Okay, fine, I'll give it five stars. If you love Warframe, but you don't listen to 71 Squared, you should take a good hard look at your life and your choices. Danny, 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 that was beautiful. What a review. Beautiful. Beautiful. Stunning. You're going to deserve your song when we sing it to you later. (laughs) You are absolutely going to. It's beautiful. Oh, poor Dunny. <laughs> no, that's a really good review. We really appreciate it. And I agree. D should designate this as the official Warframe podcast. 100% agree. They should. They, mm-hmm. they really should. Mm-hmm. And we are severely Australian. In fact, you can't get more Australian than us because we're both Australian. <laughs> Having been born in Australia with by Australian parents. Although- Australian's even real? Austra- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Australia doesn't exist, apparently, so- <laughs> Just ask Doug. <laughs> yeah, Doug will tell you. Anyway, as usual, off track, came off the rails, as we always do. Now, we were coming into this show, starting to record it about, you know, an hour ago. Uh, at that time, I didn't have a Dr. Cephalon, but this one just snuck in as, I, as we were about to start recording. So, congratulations. So, what, what is this segment, Lucas? Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. All right, so this is Dr. Cephalon. <laughs> I don't know. We are weird. <laughs> this one comes from Mr. Pockets, who plays on Xbox and is in our Discord, so thank you, Pockets. The question is, with the mod Gale Kick... Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Dear Dr. Cephalon, with the mod Gale Kick being put into the game recently... It makes me think of other ways to use the air kick. Personally, I think having follow-up controls after making contact with a kick would be a nice touch. What do you guys think? So, for those that don't know, when you jump and press crouch and you look like you're sliding through the air, that's actually a jump kick, and if you hit an enemy with it, it'll hit them. Not everyone knows that's a thing, even though they jump around doing it all the time. But yes, you can you can air kick Enemies, or jump kick them, it's called. Gale Kick is a new mod that was recently added, which gives you 100% or 100% of your melee damage is converted to impact damage on jump kick, and it will also knock down nearby enemies on kill. So basically, when you do a jump kick, you will get whatever your weapon is that you're carrying as impact damage for your jump kick, which is pretty interesting. What do you think about that particular mod? And what do you think about jump kick? What do you think about the ability to have follow-up controls after jump kick, Lucas? Hmm. Okay. Well, as far as jump kick goes... Do you ever use it? That's... it. it uh, I mean, it uh, may be accidentally once or twice. Mm. I find that enemies are just a little too hard to collide with when you're, like, slowly levitating towards their face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... That's that's a thing. Uh, as far as this mod goes, I think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting addition. I I kind of kind of dig it. 
and um, giving follow-up controls after making contact. I don't know. I'm kind of kind of fifty fifty on it. Kind of like reverse juggling. Yeah, that that'd be cool. But if they decided to make it that, um, yeah, if they if they swapped up the mod a little bit and made it that instead of knocking the enemy down, instead it refreshed your um, your airtime kind of thing, like kind of like the the other mod that they've just recently added that every time you make a shot, it refreshes your aim glide. Mm. Up, up to six times. If they did something similar to that, then you could actually repetitively kick enemies um, in a, in a single in a single air slide. That could be interesting if there's a whole bunch of of grouped enemies. Yeah, but I guess my problem with it is I never use jump kick. It, like you said, it just accidentally happens sometimes while I'm jumping around. Yeah, it is hard to aim it. Maybe it's easier on PC. I guess when you're using a mouse. But I don't find myself needing it. And I'm not sure if it would improve the game to add a um, bunch of extra col- controls after after an air kick. Mm. It would be interesting. It's nice always to have different abilities, but it's hard to say. Mm. Implement it. Go on, Pockets. Build it and show us. I, I mean, I okay, okay. So if, if instead, if instead we take out that idea of doing follow-up controls, yeah. uh, let's say you were able to pull off an air kick and instead it gave you the option to then mercy and you did a special air kick mercy kill. Ooh, that could be cool. That would be cool. I mean, it would take a lot of skill and it would be pretty damn awesome. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd be down for that. I think one thing the game does need is takedowns from the air. Like, uh... You know, drop down assassinations. Yep. Mm. Especially for such a game that's that's so acrobatic. Um, maybe yeah, some ninjas. things do need to be added. I mean, we are ninjas after all. We are ninjas. And in the game Warframe, we're also ninjas. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, all right. That was an interesting question. One I had not thought of before. So thank you for asking. Yeah. It was a tricky one because it made us think. We don't like thinking, or I don't. Lucas loves it. I love thinking. I always think all the all the weird, convoluted things. Look at him go, hey, <laughs> little rapscallion. All right, so that brings us to the end of episode eighty-nine. Unless you've got anything else to discuss, Lucas. Uh no. I didn't forget anything else this week. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Place thingy. Yay, Greg. All right. Yay, Greg. <laughs> so, uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason, the easy way to do that is to send an email to cephalonsquared at gmail.com. We do have Cephalon Squared emails as well, but I've been saying cephalonsquared at gmail.com for years now, and I can't be bothered changing. And it still comes to us. <laughs> so, send us that email. <laughs> Otherwise, jump on our website, which is, of course, cephalonsquared.com. There are ways to contact us via the site. There's also ways to join our group. So you can join the Facebook group. You can join Discord. You can follow us in various places. Uh, plus, the website is, you know, a labor of love that needs a little bit more labor recently. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully I've got more time this week to actually get some of that backlog in there. Yeah. Boom, 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 Woo. boom. Knocking it out. Anyway, 
Uh, there's also a way to support us there. If you go to sephonsquared.com forward slash support, you can learn all about what coffee is and what Patreon is and why you might like to help us out by supporting us in that way. Of course, if that is not an option for you, especially because these are extremely difficult times, simply like our show, listen to our show, share us wherever you can, uh, and be part of our community. That's all we ask, and we really appreciate it. Every last one of you. And write us a review. Oh, and write us a review. Exactly. We're, we're out of reviews now. We're going to need some. Emergency reviews this week. Get on it, listeners. <laughs> All right. So it is now time to sing to Danathan. He gave us a wonderful review, and he absolutely loves this song from The Witcher. <laughs> you ready, Lucas? I'm ready. Toss, Toss a, a coffee, coffee to your cephalons. Oh, Podcast Collective, oh, Podcast Collective, Beautiful. Beautiful. Just stunning. Stunning. I'm stunned. (laughs) That was for you, Danny. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's say say thank you to our patrons, starting with Rathok. You're going to say thank you to Rathok? Well, that's it. Let's say thank you to... Thank you, Rathok. <laughs> Thank you. What was Joe? Semantic mofo. Thank you, Jellybean1799. Thank you, Sula. Thank you, Lord Frieson. Thanks, Danathan. Thanks, Red Wizard 12. Thank you, Knight Rider 8503. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thank you, Jackson31. Thanks, Kintail. Thank you, Implosive MKV. Thanks, Dylan Braun. And thank you, Solarian. Thank you to you good people week on week for supporting us and encouraging us and all of those good things. Uh, Yeah, thank you. That's all we can say. You're awesome. Probably more awesome than us, although we we do work on our awesomeness day by day. It takes a lot to maintain this level of awesomeness. Yeah. As I'm sure many of you guys are are fully aware of having to maintain your own awesomeness. Exactly. And every single one of you out there are awesome. Yeah. Where are we going with that? (laughs) Everything is awesome. (laughs) Hey, hey. Good answer. My name is Greg Newbegin and I am Mad Capsules in many places throughout the web. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri and I am Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-2. Massive shout out to our amazing, fantastic, glorious community. You guys rock. Please, everybody, stay safe during these trying times. Stay healthy. Stay clean. And social distancing is a thing. Exactly. Stay the fuck at home. Do it. Stay home and play Warframe and listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Or join our Discord and chat with us, because Lucas is there sometimes, and I'm very rarely there. But sometimes I am. I am there. (laughs) Lucas is often there. Uh, Anyway, thanks to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. Send him some love. He deserves some love. And who am I? We did that. Yeah. We'll be back next week for episode 90 (laughs) and a lore cast, I guess. Ooh. Crikey. Crikey noses. (laughs) Anyway, we have been and continue to be and will continue to be for the foreseeable future, Cephalon Squared. See you next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.